Welcome to The Breaks Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. I'm one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and it's just me and my brother Baylor tonight. What's going on, B? My check, my check, one, two, one, two. <laughs> so we got a few things to get into, man. Uh, we got a great last topic that we keep having to push off until we're all here, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, first up for today, man, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in the uh, the Tory Lane shit in this just so we can talk about the fuck niggas at the same time. So Jesse okay. Smollett was found guilty of false reporting of a hate crime. He stands to have, I think he has... Uh, a chance of four class four felonies. I don't know what that is. He's going to be sentenced at a later date on the five counts. What do you think about Jesse Smollett uh, verdict in his case? Um, that's an unfortunate situation because it's like, I mean, you know, with the details coming out, it seems like because uh, it's been so long, like he was just doing it for a certain cause. Yeah. He went about it the wrong way. And now he got to pay for something that he set up. And it's like, damn man, and he was a solid actor to me too. You yeah. know what I mean? Even though he was on a boat, he was on, he was on a bogey show, but uh, <laughs> he's he's a solid cat. You know what I mean? We kind of know his family history because his sister is pretty solid as well. Um, but shit, I don't. I mean, look, that's what you get. I mean, what else could I say? You know what I mean? You set up, you, and it make it makes it look bad because uh, again. Dave Dave Chappelle had was the best way of putting it was like yo, we kind of felt it was bullshit, but we still supporting them like <laughs> quietly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's a tough break. I mean it, it's it's a wild fucking situation, bro. Like just just when you look go back and look at like how that whole thing went down, it's crazy as fuck, man. Like it, that really seems like something like that was a storyline out of. Uh, All right. That was a storyline out of fucking Empire, bro. That doesn't seem like some yeah. shit that would happen in real life, man. Yeah, it's like he took one of the scenes that was, was like, you know what? I'm going to go through with it. <laughs> like one of the scenes on the cutting room floor. Like, you know what? Say less. I'm going to go ahead and make this one happen for us. I'm going to go ahead and make this one happen. <laughs> right. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it does suck because, you know, anytime that somebody reports a <laughs> like one of the now, they're going to go to that saying, hey, you know, they're going to bring up the Jesse Smollett shit. But at the end of the day, like, it sucks that his whole career is probably over with at this point because he was a solid actor. He was a talented dude, too. Like, I like Jesse Smollett's music, man. Um, but, yeah, it just sucks, man. But, hey, he created his own bed, so now he has to lay in it. That's what it what boils down to. Yep, that's what it is. So the other fuck nigga that we're going to bring up, Tory Lanez. Now, it came out that he <laughs> told Megan uh, the Stallion to dance before he shot her in her foot. Now, this hasn't been confirmed or anything, but do you think, like, as more comes out, because I've always said, like, as we get the trial actually happens and more comes out, it's going to really affect the way people look at him. I know they try to cancel him. Again, you can't cancel somebody who doesn't give a fuck. But what do you think is going to ultimately happen uh, with Tory Lanez? And, and as more stuff comes out, does it make you look at him even more sideways than what you did before? No, I'm actually going the opposite way because okay. this hasn't been. And I've also seen other things that went against Megan. Uh-huh. The thing that I'm going to do is treat them the same. I'm not. I'm not a Megan Stallion fan. Mm. I'm not a Tory Lanez fan. But I can say that they they t- them those two make good music. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't like most of it, but I like some of it. And mm. most recently, his his recent project is better than that Rick Ross shit. I'll say that. I'll save it for later. But 
Um, no, I'm just going away. I'm going away because this is the thing. This is what we do. This is what we've been doing is that when uh, something is said, we get a story from somebody, whether it's confirmed or not, we hop on one side. Of course, nobody wants to be on the side of a nigga that harmed a woman. We get that. Yeah. But sure. then there's things that's not confirmed. You know what I mean? And we know those two had, I don't know if it was an official relationship or an entanglement. <laughs> they was they was they was cool with each other. Okay. Then it was some words back and forth, just that in the third. It was a lot of fishy things going on in this situation. And I'm not so quick to hop on one side. Actually, I'm not hopping on neither side because if it come out that she was lying, I'm it's gonna be the same energy. I just wanna see how many niggas are gonna step up and actually apologize, which I don't think is gonna happen. Now, if it goes against him. And he was lying. Then rightfully slow, rightfully so, get all the slander that he's supposed to get. But I don't like the narrative that people create because they don't like a certain artist for whatever reason. I don't. That's not me anymore because I've I've come to learn or to to like a lot of people's music that I don't necessarily I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm going to just wait. I'm just, I'm going to just wait. It's easy for me to do it because I don't care for neither one. I feel it. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, like. Bro, if it come out that she was lying. If she, if, if then her career needs to be over. Let's be clear. If the, if it comes out that not, she's lying, it's, it's not it, going but, to be. But, but I'm saying all that hate that people have towards Tory's lanes, if it does come out that she's lying, they need if they don't if they don't give her that same energy. This is why I don't I don't rock with cancel culture. This is why I don't rock with the social media outrage because that shit is it, it it's funny how like the people are ready to jump the gun right when it's something when it's that first response. But then when it comes time to backtrack, as more information comes about, they don't they don't they don't fix their original outrage, and it's you know it sucks, man. That's just the the age that we live in. No accountability. I'm gonna go as far as this. If it was, if it was the no no jokes, no pun intended. If she was on the other foot, mm-hmm. I don't think the outrage would be as large. Why? Because she has a much larger fan base. Mm. Point blank, period. You know what I mean? And he is one of those, he has one of those personalities where people don't really connect with his ego or his cockiness. And I get it. I understand that. Um, yet and still, man, this is we're talking about a mega superstar versus I'm not sure what category you want to put Tory Lanez in because he is popular. You know what I mean? But he just doesn't have the brand that Megan has. You know what I mean? She just recently, she got endorsements. She got deals. They want her to be the Beyonce of rap. You know what I mean? So it's like that come out that she was lying. That's going to hurt her brand a lot. You know what I mean? Whereas he's already lost something that never really took off like how it was supposed to be. He was the one that was holding this down during the pandemic and the peak of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was and it had he didn't have a machine behind him. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of look at stuff like that. At the same time, these celebrities got personal relationships that we don't know about. We wasn't in a huddle. So we don't know what was going on. We wasn't there. Other people was there. And I've and I've seen people post uh, other information that came out from the other people that was there mm-hmm. that goes against her. Mm, so it's like that's true. That's true. I'm, I'm I'm leaving it alone now because I'm, I'm, I can already I can already see where it's going. But, but, but shout out to both of them. Like she, I think she recently just graduated. Yeah. 
She got a sauce named after her. You know what I'm saying? He's still doing this thing. <laughs> I know he was one of the first cast to, to get into the NF, at, NFT game. Um, he just dropped an he just dropped that '80s version album that that slaps. You know what I mean? So, yo, shout out to both of them, man. But whoever is lying, whoever comes out being a liar, you know what I'm saying? You got you got it. You got to you got to lay in that bed too. And somebody pointed out something uh, against him, which I was like, well, what if it goes towards Megan? They was like, even if he is found out not guilty. That doesn't mean that he didn't do it. So I'm like, man, y'all are really trying to cancel people for no. Like, I don't get it, bro. I don't. I'm, I'm leaving it alone. I'm, I'm leaving it alone. I mean, that's all you can do, bro. That's all you can do is leave it alone at this point. Um, but all right, let, let's move into more positive news. Marsha Ambrosius, uh, finished her new album with Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre says this is a big quote for him. Uh, Dr. Dre said that this is some of his best work, bro. This is Dr. Dre, a legend. I mean, they all say that, but I, 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 I would honestly say, all right, I, I believe him because he probably, I mean, look how long he's been in the game, and look how long he's sat with, um, he's been sitting down for a long time. You know what I mean? So I could, I could get it, I could get it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be anxious to, uh, to hear that though. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, too, like, you got to keep in mind, back in the day when Dr. Dre was working with R&B singers, man, he was making some of his his best work, especially, like, just the way they... I'm excited to see an R&B album produced entirely by Dr. Dre. I ain't going to lie. That is that is a good point. That is, and not only not only uh, R&B artists, we're talking about one of the, one of the, the elites. Yeah. You know what I mean? An amazing vocalist. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, this, this album, Color Me Excited, I didn't even know... Um, that she was working with Dr. J. You had put that in our group chat, and I uh was like, yeah, that automatically gets on the list for sure because that that this could that could be notable, bro. That, that could whenever it drops, well, probably next year. That could easily be I could see being the best R and B album of next year for sure. Yeah, and let it be known that um, it's not just you know having Dre on it is is definitely yeah must uh, must tune in immediately and listen to, but she could drop. With just about any producer, and we're gonna check it out because she's that good. Yeah. Now, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not even a fan like that. You know what I mean? I got songs here and there from her, but I'm not a huge fan like that. So, um, yeah, I'm, and I love R and B too. Oh man, yeah. I love me some R and B, and I, and I'm the one that believe that R and B, R and B really belongs to women. Yeah, it does, it should though, right? It like it I think, should. I think no, I'm, no, I'm saying the best music come from women. Yeah, no, I agree with it. I agree with it. Um, yeah, yeah. So shout out Casablanca is the name of the album. Definitely looking out for that. Uh hopefully it's a great album and lives up to these expectations mean you are laying down for it. But you know what? I don't I don't know. Is anybody even checking for Marsha at this point? Like it's been so long uh, it feels like since she dropped some music. Well, to be to be honest, like are we we're not checking for anybody outside of K Dot and maybe Dre. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sorry, and, and I'm talking about it as as far as the world because so much music is accumulated, uh, and it's just so much projects and 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 music that's put out there on a daily basis. Is like we're not really checking for anybody, but we are surprised when certain people drop. So we not we not we not necessarily waiting on anybody, but yeah. it's like you know we are happy that they did drop. So for sure, for sure. Well, talk about something that didn't drop, Big Boy. Big statement here. He says he has the greatest outcast documentary, but it's locked in a vote. First of all, why would you do that? 
he's wait. He probably waiting on the right numbers. Yeah, true, true, true. And I wonder. You got to you got you to you think like when you they know that that a, that a doc is going to. You see what Wu Tang is doing right now. Yeah, for sure. We've been waiting. We've been waiting on straight out of Compton the movie. You know what I'm saying? So it's like these legendary groups, bro. You're not about. You're not about to uh, uh, undercut us. With this type of content, we already know this type of content goes a long way. Yeah. So he probably just wait on the numbers. Well, and I, and I wonder too because like recently, um, I don't know if, if you watched this or not, but Val Kimmer came out with basically a documentary, um, and it was like this all this footage he recorded like he was like one of the first people with a with a personal video camera like he it was back back uh, behind scenes of like these great movies and just him goofing off and being with actors and shit. I wonder if a lot of this documentary is just footage that they recorded on their own because that that's the best type of documentaries to me that's a that's an nft sir you got a fucking point you you definitely <laughs> have a point right there so you know what it means yeah. so maybe big boy could be waiting on something like that yeah you know yeah, yeah that you, you i didn't think about the nft thing you absolutely right man and because that val kemper shit is is like that is gold right did you watch there. it no i haven't seen it i i'm just now hearing about that. man listen but i i've I've known people that's not as famous as him mm-hmm. that has been doing that since the nineties, but they kept all of their footage. Yeah. You know what I mean? On cassette tapes. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, VHS tapes, DVD, converted it to DVDs, etc. That is gold right there. Yeah. And when, especially when we live in a time where we talk about owning your own, right? Like the fact that, like Val Kimmer basically had a whole movie produced off footage that he shot himself, bro. You gotta know he's getting probably eighty percent of that shit, bro. So like that's a and that's a real documentary. Yeah, yeah. That that is what an actual yeah. You're right. What an actual documentary is. So like yeah, man. I I I I can't wait for it to be released whenever whatever he decides to let that motherfucker out the vault. I'm gonna be one of the first people to watch that on whatever platform it's on because that's that's legendary right there. Yes, even though I don't have him as one of my top Batmans. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, Val Kimmer, no. He can't be one of the top Batmans. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, but, yeah, the, the movie was dope, though. The documentary was dope for sure. Like it, it like I said, I have, I was, I can honestly say I wasn't even the biggest fan of Val Kimmer as an actor, period. But you, I'd be crazy to say that he didn't work on some amazing films with some amazing people and like to see, like, him behind the scenes with Top Gun, with Tom Cruise and that cast, like, back in the day. That's just crazy. Is, we, well, we know his name, though, right? Exactly. True. True. That's all that that's all that that's all that matters. But shoot me that uh I wanna I wanna see that. I wanna watch that. I wanna right, watch cool. that. I'll shoot you the link. Um so that's it for news. Let's get into these albums. We got two albums to review today. First of all, making it through this Alicia Keys, I did not know this was gonna be a double album before it came out. Did you know that? Uh yes, because I watched the um I watched the uh, Drink Champs. Okay, see, I, I I I wasn't prepared. My my mind and my body wasn't prepared for that. But I will say. I enjoyed the album more than I thought I would have. I'll get into my thoughts here in a second. But Baylor, what'd you think about Alicia Keys' album Keys? Let me tell you the truth, okay, bro. My, <laughs> my wife, my wife cannot stand as an artist cannot stand Alicia Keys. Damn. Right. Okay. Like seriously, and my daughter bothers her <laughs> about it all the time. Um, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not on that level. But I was not interested on listening to the album, although I did. And then I do know the difference between, uh, you can call it a double album, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, um, sound-wise, I get it. But 
I there's nothing that moves me at all. Nothing. There's nothing I took like, you know what, this track is kinda uh nah man. Now rookie, 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 Alicia. Oh man, she had, one of, the, she had one of the best rookie and sophomore years in, in, in of that era for sure. Uh, yes, this <sighs> I don't. I like the album overall. Let me say I like the album, but I really feel like we've gotten into this era where, like, I guess because they own all their own music or whatever, and it, it doesn't have to be printed up on CDs that they feel comfortable dropping. This album needed to be cut down by over half, bro. I honestly think. If you cut this down to probably the best eight to nine tracks, you'd have a very good album. There's just I too much agree. shit. I agree with you a thousand percent because I think anywhere between nine to thirteen tracks on a on an album mm-hmm. is perfect. The problem is I've come to realize just hearing these interviews, they don't know which one is the perfect song. <laughs> you're right. You're right, and 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 that, and that's what we're running into now. Where it used to be like. Keep in mind, that's why I said because they don't have to be printed on CDs because back in the day, a double disc was rare because the manufacturers, they didn't want to pay to have a bunch of double discs printed up. So it forced, it forced our artists to, to think to cut down their track listing to the best tracks and a few skits. Nowadays, mm-hmm. I think because artists are so in love with their own work, right? They don't have, I don't know if they don't trust their executive producers. I don't know if the executive producers aren't, aren't speaking up. Whatever it is, somebody needs to be in, the, in their ear and be like, look, we don't got to drop all these songs. Like, I get that you love all these songs because you put your, you, I'm sure they put their heart and their soul into it. But at some point, you got to think about the brand. And all, the, all these artists dropping all these motherfucking songs, like, and it, it, if it's not needed, right? Like King's Disease, for example, I want some more of that. They that could they add, add two or three more tracks to King's Disease too, if, if he had them. But this, mm-hmm. it just felt like it felt like an artist who couldn't step back to evaluate their own art honestly and be like, all right, these these five tracks need to need to go. Yeah, yeah, but at, but at the same time though, like for us to like, because we really listen to music and more so often. We rock with the B-side tracks more than the singles, right? And part partially because the singles would get played out um, or they wouldn't that good or something like that. And then you go listen to the whole album. Then you find out that track eight and track 13 is fire or whatever. But in their head, they might not know because what we come to find out is that a lot of these artists, most of them are like sensitive when it comes to their crap, as they should be. Because we're, you know, the whole world is critiquing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I guess they feel like, well, we just put... You know, we just overload it. You might get a better response than, you know, sending them a few tracks here and, you know, here and there. And I, I don't know. I guess saying that a double album isn't good is better than saying, you know, a, a nine track album isn't good. You know what I mean? So, yeah. bro, but this so side one is 50 minutes alone. Side two is 43 minutes, 26 total tracks. Come on, man. Like now, I, if you think I listen to all of that, you're no, no. What I did, what I do on a normal, and I do this with any artist, even mm-hmm. my favorite artist, is that if I don't have time to sit through it, I'm going to sit and listen to the first couple of seconds, even you know maybe a minute or something, to see how it sounds and see, and then I might skip through it and see if it developed yeah. or whatever. Because I did that with King Disease too, and that's how I found out Rare Beat switched up a couple of times. I was <laughs> like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Then ran it back. So um, I don't know, but you did come up with a uh, you did come up with, with a topic though. 
You did come That's up it. with a topic. If we haven't discussed it already, because I know we have a plethora of episodes, we're going to talk about the best double disc albums Ooh, of all time. Okay, because Mike is definitely on that. But we'll we'll talk we'll talk about that. We'll talk about <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, man. Overall, I do like what she tried to do. Right, I do like that. Basically, all of side two was produced by Mike Will. Made it had a completely different vibe. I understand what she was trying to go for, but I just I don't feel like the execution was there. Um, but the music itself, like, um, I f- I almost are at the point now where I feel like Alicia Keys needs to challenge herself by working with somebody completely different. Because the first side Thank one. You- yeah, side one being produced by Keys, it's like more like you've been working with him your whole career. Like we need we need more than that. Hey, yo, look, I'm just that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, give me step outside the box. Go call the dream. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I, like I need that. something. I need something different because look, hear me when I say this, Alicia, because I know you listen. It's not about the talent. Like that woman can sing and she can play the piano at the same goddamn time. Still beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's like the music is not. It's just not doing it for me. Yeah, yeah. Something. It just feels like something's missing. I don't know what what the like. Maybe 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 if I go back and listen to it in a different headspace, it'll be different. But it just. I don't know, man. I listened to it. I listened to it one and a half times because there's no way I can listen to that much music two times like I try to do for the for the most of our reviews, especially when we had two albums to review this week. But um. I mean, it's it's cool. It's cool. That's what I'll say. It's not. I, I know it probably sounds worse than what it is by the way I talked about it. It was a cool album. It was cool. But that's all. I, that's the only way I felt about it. I wanted to feel more than that coming from the Alicia Keys album. Hey, man, look, whoever wrote uh, uh, the Diary track, go find them. I need more of <laughs> those. I feel that. I feel that. Next album, Rick Ross, Richer Than Ever. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but this didn't hit at all. You know, I got. Don't get me wrong. And we said it though. We said it oh, uh, last. We said it last week. Like, yo, we know the Benny the Butcher track is gonna hit. And but it, look, that did I'm not even, disappoint. I, it didn't disappoint, but yeah. I'm disapp- I'm still disappointed in that track. <laughs> it was a. It was a sound quality for me though, Hayes. It was a sound. Yeah. Qu- it just didn't. It didn't pop to me like. That shit, it like my hair didn't stand up off my arm. No, none of that. The verses was dope. Rick Ross gonna talk his shit, man. Yeah, Rick, yeah, yeah, Rick yeah. Ross make he he make he make he make you feel like then he makes you feel like royalty for sure in Gotham City. For you sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it just didn't hit. I, again, I'm not a Rick Ross fan, but I know what he can do. And that's what I was looking for, bro. I didn't get it. I, I'm sorry, I didn't get it. It's like it just didn't hit. See, man. And, but it didn't hit. here's my problem with this album is that we, when me and you talked about it last time, we said that I think we both were in the mind that you know we usually take our two tracks from a Rick Ross album for the most part, and and those two tracks bang. To me, I love the Benny the Butcher track. Benny did his thing on it, um, but this just. Even the production to me didn't feel like at the level that I'm used to Rick Ross production being at, man. It's just yeah. And you want you want to know what's what's crazy? I feel like majority of the world knows that because I don't even hear Rick Ross talking about it. <laughs> no, like seriously, like no yeah. jokes aside, and you came up and you came up with another topic too, but I, I don't hear him talking about it like. And if for it to be named like this, like, yo, let me just say this. He's top five in naming his albums. For sure, for sure. You know what I mean? But, yeah, that, this was this was a disappointment. But we want to talk about uh, featured artists that don't miss. Okay. 
All right. I like that. I'm writing it down. Because Benny the Butcher, <laughs> that dude, that dude don't miss at all. You know what? Man. Who's going to make that list that's surprising? Because well, I don't, again, his own albums I don't really care for outside of tracks. But Lil Baby does not disappoint on the feature. I got you. I got you. <laughs> like, but we'll, we'll talk you. about it when we do that when we do that topic. But yeah, overall, richer than ever, this album felt like, it felt like it was made in quarantine, bro. It really felt like that's the best way to describe it. Like he was like he has a studio in his crib and he was like, I'm locked in the crib. Let me go ahead and make this out. That's no, no real real talk. And the cool part about it is we don't know how long some of these tracks has been sitting in the vault. That's true. You know what I mean? So I I at least shoot him bell on that one. But bro, like you got to he he know he got to be better. I ain't been hearing nothing. I don't know if it's because of the wing shortage in America. He ain't talking about Wingstop. <laughs> he do he got a new, about, a new Wingstop commercial I saw a couple days ago. So, With the thighs? When he talking about the thighs? No, it's a different one than the thighs. It's like a new sauce or something they got. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, nah, nah. But, um, nah, man, I don't even, like, he know when he got a hit. <laughs> he know when he got something. This thing going to be all on the social medias. Yeah, yeah. Shit's crazy, man. Um, so, do you want to do the TV shows? Or do you want to wait till the whole team's here for that? Damn, man, I don't want to do them like that. I don't yeah. want to do them like that. We'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. Okay. We'll, All right. So, th- this is this is what we're going to end it in. Since we don't have a final topic, this is just me pulling it out of my hat. Baylor, what have you been listening to? What are some of the, some of the songs and tracks, albums, whatever you've been listening to? I Honestly, the whole album, the Tory Lanez album. Mm-hmm. Okay. And hear me when I say hear me when I say this. I am not a fan, bro. <laughs> I am not a fan. I'm it's kind of like the whole LeBron thing when when LeBron first came to when he got drafted with Cleveland. Like, bro, I'm full LA Kobe. You know what I'm saying? And this album, and I've listened to all his projects. And I've out of all of his projects, I may have maybe one or two songs on my out prior to this album dropping. A lot of people might know that I love the whole vintage retro type of feel, look, etc. He said he was coming out with an 80s theme album, mm-hmm. and that nigga over-delivered to me. When I tell you I wish this album would have came out, I mean, I guess we could, I guess, what, November and December albums we consider for next year, or what? No, we're considering for this year. We're, we're, we're gonna, I'm gonna, so, basically... Rick, Rick Ross and Alicia Keys are the last albums. That's where the cutoff is for our end of year review. So right now it's, de- it's December 15th. Anything that comes out after this is not going to be considered for our best of the year categories. Oh, wow. Well, I'm just going to come out and say this. I'll save the suspense, but he's definitely up there with this album. Okay. You think so? Me personally, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are not going to rock with it because I love the sound. I, look, I was born in 82. Okay. So the the sounds that he used, the the samples that he used, how he used. I mean, we know he's a big sampler. We know that mm-hmm. between him and Kanye, goddamn. Yeah, that is, that that is fact. That you is know fact. what I mean? But I've never heard him use a sample and didn't deliver. Now uh, that's me because you got to understand, I don't listen to him like that. Have I listened to all his projects? Yes. Now I'm. That's just me saying I'm not a fan of him. But the 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 songs that I took. Like mm-hmm. they were all sampled, and he did a good job. I so he th- th- this album right here is a short album, very short album. Um, and I'm and I took there's four songs that I have on repeat. The rest of the album is solid, but those four 
just it it really holds the album. I'm like, yo, this shit sounds fucking good. All right. Well, I can't hate on you for that. Uh, what I've been listening to, bro, and this, I was thinking about making this a topic, but again, you guys would have to like go back to his catalog too, unless you're just ready for the conversation. But I've really been digging back into Big Crick's catalog, and I need to, I need a better explanation on why people don't mention him with, like he should be in the in the rung right under they Drake, don't Drake to, and Kendrick. They don't, I mean, they don't, right under Kendrick and uh, like he, J Cole. They don't listen to music how you listen to music, though, Hayes. People don't listen to music how you listen to music. That is a real, authentic artist. That nigga makes good music, and guess what? That nigga is better than most of the niggas in the game. That's what but you want to know. He's not. He's not marketable, bro. He's not marketable. I'm going back listening through this catalog, man, and I'm like, because I, I, I can't remember. It was a random crit song that that popped up on a playlist, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't really listened to like crit music in a minute, so I'm like in the house doing my thing. I, I basically add all of his albums to a playlist, and I just let it play. I put it on shuffle, just let it play all the way through. And keep in mind, my 13-year-old daughter is the other music head in my family. And she was downstairs listening to me, too. And she was like, Dad, I don't know who this is. I was like, you don't know who this is? And that's what made the the, the, the made it come to my mind because I'm like, Crit is a monster, bro. Like, monster. content, his production is usually always good. Like, Crit is crit is crazy, bro. And the fact that like he, people don't mention him up there is bananas. Like people mention Big Sean higher than Big Crit, and I never I can't get with that, man. You know why you can't get with that? Because that shit ain't even even. Yeah. That's not even. If you put them niggas in a room together, that nigga crit coming out like five seconds later. Yeah, for sure. He is better than most mainstream artists. We already know this, but he's not he's not marketable in crit. I know you watch the show. I know you listen to us. Hear me when I say this. I'm not talking about you can't be marketable. I'm saying that your style of rapping, your content, they not gonna put it out there because these youngsters don't listen to that shit. They're not gonna listen to it. Unless you have a little baby, you know what I'm saying, uh, on the hook or something yeah. like that. Crit crit. And we had this conversation a long time ago, but maybe we we forgot to mention Crit when we talked about rappers who would have been huge in a different era. And by huge, I mean if Crit would have been in the '90s, the early to, to mid '90s, he may have not had the mainstream success, but people would absolutely know he's a legend. In the same way they mentioned groups like UGK, yeah, and Scarface, absolutely, absolutely. He to me, he would have been, he would have been, and Henry what. Because I want to give him his own lane, but yeah, he would have been up there with Scarface. He would have been a second Scar Scarface two point or something like that. Definitely, definitely. It's it's just, man, that's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Like when and crit and crit and crit. If you if you come out with a project called Scarface two point I need I need some of that. <laughs> you need that's your a And he and he gotta have he gotta have Scarface hosting the album. Like have a couple of skits oh, with yeah. Scarface on. Absolutely, man. We gotta get. It. Hey, yo, cut it, cut it, cause these ideas, yo, hire us now, man. Absolutely, man, absolutely, bro. But uh, all right. Last question before we go. So Jay Z mm -hmm. made a few signings when he first retired. There's three ones that are that are key, and one of them we just reviewed his album. Uh, he signed uh, Rick Ross, Rihanna, and J Cole, all legends in one way or another. Yeah, whose career? Do you, who do you think had the best career out of those three artists? Am I doing it in order? In order. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Rihanna, Rihanna, Rick Ross, J. Cole. 
Okay. Now, this is this is why. Well, we already know why Rihanna, mm-hmm. because she went beyond music, yeah. right? But she had to start somewhere. I'm going to say it's a close, you know, second and third slot between Rick Ross and J. Cole is because Rick Ross actually went through, he actually stood stood the test of times versus 50, which a lot mm. of artists could, you know okay. what I mean? He had a big, he had a big hit with the CO thing. You know what I mean? He had the beef with, you know, 50 and things like, but he, he stayed consistent. And then he went beyond music as well. J. Cole, um, honestly, if I wanted to be real, um, he probably has, well, I wouldn't know, but he just seems a little bit, he's, he don't, he doesn't deal with the headaches of being an industry artist. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but he's still well known. Like we was tapping into his basketball games. You know what I mean? So he's beyond music as well. Um, I just feel like if we're going to stay with inside the industry, Rihanna used her platform to get beyond music to where she doesn't have to make music anymore, but people are fiending for it. Um, Then you talk about Rick Ross. Like I said, he had to go through his trials and tribulations that went against his character in the rap game. And then you got J. Cole, who went from being a starving artist to a professional basketball player in another country. So that is crazy. You know what I'm saying? But I had to rank it. I had to rank it those three as far as Rihanna, Rick Ross and J. Cole. I, I, I think I get with that ranking. I think my fandom of J. Cole aside, you do have to acknowledge the the business minds that Rick Ross and Rihanna turned into right outside of just music when J. Cole really doesn't have much outside of music, at least that we don't, we'll probably at some point find out that like J. Cole is like a master investor or some shit like that later in, <laughs> in his career. But um, I think for that, and then Rihanna, like you said, she's goaded. She hasn't released an album in five years and that album's still in the billboard top 200. That's crazy. Wait, you know what? You just see you doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta switch Rick Ross with J Cole. Okay, okay. Be, be, and it's a, it's still close though. It's still mm-hmm. like one A one B. But I'm putting J Cole up there because he actually put an album out with no features. Ooh. And he has a cult like following. And are we giving him any credit for the fact that he produces his own albums as well? Yeah. Now, it, now we did. And look, this cool part about it is we compare him to the Tim Duncan. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Tim Duncan a rap, but nigga Tim Duncan was good. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, no, he he, it's it's a it's a tight race, but I'm gonna put J Cole second. And honestly, if I wanted to pick a career out of all those three, I would probably pick J Cole's. Even though Rihanna ended up being a billionaire, uh, J Cole, has, it just seems like he has a just a, a like his mind is free. That's you know right. he could he could he he could he has a cult like following too. You know what I mean? He could if he wanted to and wake up tomorrow and say, "Look, I want to drop a clothing line." It's going to sell. If he drops an album, we're going to listen. You know what I'm saying? If he goes and plays baseball, we're going to watch. All right. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but hey, either way, just those three alone, and that's Jay Z went on to do so much more business wise after that. But those being his first three major signings as moving from his career as an artist himself was fucking is amazing. Hey, Jay-Z fans out there, since y'all like talking about him so much, this is, this is one thing that y'all don't mention. Jay-Z is going to go to any and every hall of fame because he's going to get artists into the hall of fame. Mm, mm. Facts. Facts. 
All right. Any parting words or anything, uh, Baylor? If not, go ahead and give them your social media. Yeah, King Disease 1 and 2. <laughs> Bang it. Oh, Deal. bro. Speaking of, I just ordered both of those on vinyl. So when they come. Ooh. I'm jealous. <laughs> and I meant to. I I meant to send uh send the group um they had the chronic vinyl at Target. At Target. At you, Target. You, you I'm picked it up, picture. right? I did it, man. I did oh, it. Oh man. And look, this the cool part about it is I almost did over my wife's Chris, Christmas present, but I didn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Mm, well, yeah. I'll get it. Look, if I if I if I deserve it, I'll get it. There you go. There you go. That's it. Uh, give them your social media. Did you do that already? No, go ahead. Uh, at Baylorism on Twitter and at Baylorism on TikTok. At Baylor the Great on all other social media platforms. Man, you still haven't got your original Twitter page back? Is that not happening? I, no, I'm going to get it. It's just, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm lazy because I got to go through the whole process oh, okay. of getting it back. You know what I mean? Because I've heard stories of how long and drawn out it is. I'm going to get it back. Okay. There you go. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, CEO H-A-I-Z-E. Follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksradio.gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 614-547-2039. We are the number one podcast for the culture. And this week, we out. Peace. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break Media.